Please join me for a word of prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So every time you guys sing, whether it's you, or you guys are in second grade and next week, no, what grade are you in? Fifth? Okay, good. That's good. I'm glad. We're, that, that's one. One down, 50 to go. You're doing good. But every time you guys sing, I think of watching my own children sing. And it seems like ancient history when my kids used to sing in church. It just is a, a long time ago. But I think of that, and, and, and I see people. Where's Arlene Darlin? Arlene, Arlene, remember when you used to sing in church? Yeah. How many are like Arlene who went to school here and sang in church? D- Dr. Henderson? Yeah, yeah. Carol Sumo? Look at that. I, that's a big deal. There's, there's not a lot of churches who, who have that. We started in 1882, Auf Deutsch. And uh, the continuity of that, the school started in 1883, and people have been um, singing to the Lord Jesus in that ministry to the school for a long, long time. And this morning, I want to I think about that a little bit. Uh, and, and I got some pictures to share with you and you all. And I want to think about family as we do that. And as we do that under the piece of this scripture from Luke chapter 5, which was just read for you. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on the shore, left everything, and followed him. That's a tall order, verse 11. Can you read that with me? Can you see that from here? You're good? Let's read that together where it says verse 11. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. You may want to follow along on the discipleship checkup as I preach this morning and just reflect a little bit on where you're at in your life. As I mentioned earlier, it's not graded. Please don't put your name on it. If you use the QR code on your phone, we don't track that. We, we just, we're not that smart. We're not that clever. It, it's, it's more important for you to get an idea of where you're at in your discipleship, walking with the Lord Jesus, connected to God, growing together, and sharing Christ. And, and you may just want to work through that a little bit as, as I preach. It, it, it's not a right or wrong answer. You're not a, a good, better, or best Christian. It's just kind of where you're at uh, right now, and that's that's okay. If you're streaming with us this morning and you're online, you can hit the website or you can be on our, uh, on our, uh, uh, our app and this box will pop up and you can hit that and you can follow right along with us at home. Uh, any week we have maybe between 40 and 60 following us on the, on the website, on our, on our streaming. Uh, typically over 500 a month are uh, joining us. That's like a whole big jam service in here. So I want to think a little bit about that, and I want to tell a story a little bit. So my daughter loves to sing. That's a picture of my daughter. See it? Her name is Sarah. Any Sarahs in here? Do I got a Sarah? No? How about a Kelsey? Do I have a Kelsey? How about a Josiah? Do I have a Josiah? Oh, okay, good. One. That's good. That's my daughter, Sarah. She went to school here and grew up here. Sarah right now is 24, and she loves to sing. Right now, she's out helping the students uh, get back from the camping trip they're on out at Joshua Tree with our youth ministry with Pastor Trevor. Sarah loved to sing, and her faith was very important to her. 
When we registered our kids to go to school at St. John's, we, we did not abdicate what was our responsibility as parents. We did not say, you got them, St. John's, we quit. We're going to pay tuition, we're going to contract and sublet out the parenting to you, go get them. Rather, we saw the school as coming alongside of what we were doing with our children and discipling them. Uh, we saw the school as an aid to us in that. We were really blessed by that. Our daughter was very, very blessed to go to St. John's. Whether it was the singing in church, whether it was the, the first lesson, what do we call that? Christian CLF, Christian Learning, Faith and Learning, CFL? CFL, Christian Faith and Learning. But, but what really made an impression on my daughter at St. John's was the following Jesus every day. She was able on Monday morning to wake up and go to school at St. John's. She was able Wednesday morning to wake up and have chapel. She was able to have friends and parties and all of those things that go on that are fun. And in those difficult times of life, which if you've raised a daughter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She, she was able to be raised and nourished under the umbrella of God's love and grace. She's able to follow Jesus from Luke chapter 5, verse 11. She's able to drop a lot of the cares and stuff of the world and to follow Jesus first and best. Sarah is the athlete in our family. How many athletes do I have in here? Anybody play soccer? Really? Anybody play baseball? Softball? Roller skating? Swimming? Bowling? Running? Everybody can run. That's good. You don't run, really? I've watched you on recess. And Kickball. Yeah. You're fifth grade. Football. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. There's just lots going on. Sarah was my athlete. And she would come to church because that's what we did. She would come to church and sometimes she'd come to 11 o'clock service covered in mud and grime. And, and, um, and, and sometimes it was happiness. She'd grab me in the back and say, Dad, we won. We won. There were times she'd come like... <laughs> We lost it. it just, you put your arm around your fifth grader and you love her and you say, better luck next time, we'll go get him. But she's my athlete. She was able to go to APU on a scholarship and play soccer. But soccer is not the most important thing in her life. And sports and the manner in which sports are done in Orange County would let us think that that is the most important thing in people's lives. But I want to tell you that the way we raised her and the way St. John's came around her she went to Orange Lutheran and did very well. She went to APU and played soccer. But the first thing in Sarah's life is following Jesus. To drop those things that are of lower priority and to pick up that which is of highest priority. Sarah follows Jesus. And this is my son in eighth grade. How many of you do you think you'll get to eighth grade? Most of you, I hope. You're, yeah, good, good. I was just checking because you know, I'm, I'm videotaping the service. I want to make sure that most of you make it to, to eighth grade. This is my son. How many of you are good students? All raise your hand. I know you're all good students. I've seen your test scores. I've, I've watched that very carefully. How many are good listeners to the teacher? Girls only, please. There you go. Very good. <laughs> this is my son, Justin. Justin used to sit right here with the same red vest and white shirt. He had black shoes on. He had little, what do we call them, knit pants? What do we call them? Slacks and all that stuff because he had to go to Penny's, which is now defunct, to get that and all that stuff. This is, this is my son. Right now, he's 27 years old, almost 28. 
He went to St. John's a long time ago. He is a very good student. He's a bright, bright kid. First things first for Justin. First is his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then was all of the stuff and responsibility that went with it. He graduated from here. He went to Orange Lutheran, did sports, but was never really this, you know, Division I athlete, but he was always a good part of the team. Matter of fact, his senior year, he didn't get the most valuable player. My daughter was an all-CIF first team soccer keeper. Uh, my, my son got the spiritually, uh, spiritual inspirational player of the year, his senior year at uh, Orange Lutheran. He went from there on a chancellor scholarship to USD and from there just completed an MBA at Chapman. Now, I will tell you that Lutheran education works. And I look at my son and I can tell you that the, the drive and the stick to and the love that he got for learning, the ability to read and comprehend, to be able to study in groups and be a leader rather than kind of a, a bump along who just leeches off the group. Justin was complaining in his MBA thing. He said, why am I always the leader? I said, Justin, you went to St. John's. That's how you were raised. First things first. First follow Jesus. And then let the other things fall into place. First follow Jesus. And then be a student, a soccer player, a friend, a musician, a dancer. First follow Jesus. And see what happens as other things go and grow. How many of you want to get married someday? That's good. Wow, it's really cold outside. Even you, Patrick, I can't get any sugar today, huh? All right. It goes so fast. From fifth grade to getting married goes so fast. You know it and I know it. My son... And my beautiful daughter-in-law got married March 9th, 2017, almost two years ago. And yet, when your students, your fifth graders sing, I can still envision both my son and my daughter in their red vests, which we wash once every three years. <laughs> I can still picture them singing the songs of faith. We worked hard as parents to connect to God, to grow together, and to share Christ. And it's really hard. And sending them to Lutheran school is, 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 is a great way to come alongside, but that does not replace what you do in your home. Connecting to God and finding opportunities to worship and in that to prioritize your faith and your life in the Lord Jesus Christ. First and foremost, being regular wor weekly worshiping people because if we just kind of let that go, we, 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 we never break the cycle of work and school and responsibility. Every seven days, God says, I want you to worship me. And in that, he breaks that cycle of work so that we are not slaves to what we do. But we are brought back to who we are in Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of God through faith in Jesus, connected to him. And this time goes so quickly. I'm not the same guy I was when I was raising little kids. I'm just not. I've got gray hair and a sore back and my feet swell. 
but I'm wiser and smarter and more connected because I've grown in that time. And so have and so will you. Because the decisions you make and the way you raise a fifth grader is not the same way you lead a a family of 20-year-olds. And so how we grow together in community to support and love one another, how we grow together in the faith and in the Word of God, all of those things help define who we are so that what we do follows after that. And then that piece of sharing Christ. I'll never forget my son's first day of college. He had a huge scholarship for academics to the University of San Diego. Best money I ever spent was the second half of that. He got such a good education. It started on the first day. Justin called me, and back I had a flip phone. I opened my phone. You know what a flip phone is? I'll show you later. You have a, opened up my flip phone. There's Justin calling. Hey, how's it going? And expecting to hear, everything at USD is great. Probably what? I need more money, but everything's just fine, blah, blah, blah. He says, I'm going to have to kill my roommate. Really? You're going to kill your roommate? I think that will put your scholarship in jeopardy. Pretty sure you'll be coming home. And then then we'll ship you out. You can be a good Marine if you're going to do that. I'm proud of you to serve your country, but you'll be out of there. He said, well, my roommate came home and was smoking weed in the dorm. And what do I do? In my parenting at that point, I said, why don't you think about it? Call me back. Half hour later, dude, it's all done. You killed him? You're going to jail? You're calling me uh... No, Dad. I did what I learned at school. I looked him in the eyes. I told him we're not having any of that garbage in this dorm room. And if he ever did it again, I'd kill him. So, well, okay. Where do, you, where do you get that from? Well, you get that from parents who help define your character. You get that from going to a school that helps define your character in Jesus Christ. You get that from playing on teams in a high school that emphasizes character building and development. And that all grows inside of you so that even in a conflicted time, you can share Christ. Even in a difficult moment, you can step up and step in. That's what Jesus is talking about here in this text about family life, about who we are, about following Jesus, not just for seven or eight years here, but for a lifetime picking up your cross and following after him. Peter, Andrew, James, and John in the boat fishing. They catch a bunch of fish, they come back, they drop what they're doing and they follow Jesus. I want nothing more for my kids than at the last day when the Lord comes back for them to be in Christ. Soccer comes and goes, athletics get strong and then go away. Even the academic lessons and the rigors of that, they do not completely form a person, but they lead them in a trajectory, and I think we all can appreciate that. But at the end of the day, we want our lives to have meaning, and meaning comes from following Jesus first and Jesus best. And I think of life as a journey and a pathway It moves quickly from here to there. And there's an unrelenting amount of opportunities and challenges. Things that we step into, things that we lead our children into where it's just a blessed thing. Wins and victories and parties and and moments in life that are huge and wonderful. You get cards and checks and gifts and all that. stuff. like, this is great. 
then there are those challenges, like the roommate smoking dope in your room the first day of new student orientation, like losing a soccer game that you should have won because a girl took a foul in the box and you missed the PK. All the little struggles of being a young person. You figure it out because you figure it out in the name of Jesus and following after Him. I think the greatest quest for life is not necessarily academic prowess or athletic achievement. I think the greatest, achieve, the, the, the greatest piece of life is to find meaning and cohesion in life. And nothing does that better than being connected to Jesus. That's what we exist for. That's what we're here for. And so I come back to this verse, and I'd like you to read it with me. Anybody still awake? I've got a really good-looking family, don't I? Yeah, they're super good-looking. They take after their mom. They're nice, too. So let's read this together. Let's do it on three. How many of you went to preschool at St. John's? Do you remember not one, not two, but three? Okay, let's do it on three. Not one, not two, but three. Then Jesus said, Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. It's not a matter of having everything figured out all the time and having everything nailed down. It's a matter in our lives of priority. Where we invest our heart, our resources, and our time. The call today from Luke chapter 5, verse 11 is to put Jesus and his path of discipleship first and best in our lives. And then watch the other things that seem so important and that scream to be a priority. Watch them fall into an appropriate place and see the meaning of life evolve as you follow after Jesus. See, the way of Jesus is not just a way of uh, God kind of knuckling you under. The way of Jesus is a way of love. Greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. That's what our Lord Jesus has done for us. If I put that cross up there, every one of your children can tell you the story of the cross of Jesus. They can tell you about grace and forgiveness of their sins. And they can tell you about that, what that means when they go through adversity in their fifth grade lives. Because that way of Jesus, that way of the cross, is the way of being connected to God, of growing together in the community of faith, and that find meaning and expression in sharing Christ in our words, service, and actions. <laughs> Come, follow me, Jesus said. Would you join me for a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, the story of my family is but one story, and there are so many families represented today. Thank you for our fifth graders and for the path that they're on. They're different than they were even a year ago, maybe even six months ago. They grow so quickly, and Lord, uh, at, at, at one moment you're looking at fifth grade and little kids singing, and the next moment you're blinking and you're walking your daughter down the aisle. So in that journey, help us to follow after you to put those habits of our hearts in a way that brings meaning and value to us and to those to whom we are closest in our family. 
Bless those families that are going through a rough patch right now. Lord, that's always such a hard thing. But we know that with your love and with your care and your spirits prodding, you continue to lead us down that pathway to life. Bring wholeness and healing where there is fragmentation and pain. And for families, Lord, kind of in the in-between time, kind of trying to figure out what the next steps are, I just pray that it would be made very, very clear to them that by your word and by our community and by the work that we have to do together in this place, that you would bless them to see you leading and guiding them down the pathway of your life. Thanks for our congregation, for our school, for the students today, and for our time together. Bless us as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.